Assalamualaikum. Welcome back to the Islamic History Podcast. This is a bonus episode, but not really a bonus episode. Let me explain. So this is really the first episode of season three of the Umayyad Caliphate. And the Umayyad Caliphate we cover in our premium uh, podcast, Islamic History Exclusive. Season three of the Umayyad Caliphate will cover the years 96 AH through 105 AH, that is 105 years after the Hijrah. And during season three of the Umayyad Caliphate, we will, inshallah, include the brief reign of Omar ibn Abdulaziz. This first episode, however, is a recap of the Islamic Caliphate after the death of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, all the way to the year 96 AH. So we're starting roughly in 11 AH. And I do this at the beginning of every season of the Umayyad Caliphate. I do a recap, basically bringing anyone up to speed who may not have listened to the first two seasons. However, the difference is that half of this episode is going to be on on the Islamic History Podcast, which is free for everyone. However, here is the the caveat. Only half of this episode will be on Islamic History Podcast. The entire episode will be available on Islamic History Exclusive, that is the premium podcast. So if you are already subscribed to Islamic History Exclusive, I would suggest you stop listening on Islamic History Podcast and go to uh, the premium podcast where you can listen to the whole thing. Now, yes, this is a blatant request asking you to consider subscribing to Islamic History Exclusive. That is the only funding that we have for the Islamic History Podcast. The Islamic History Podcast is for free. You know that you have probably never heard any uh, any sort of promotions that I have on here. So all I have is Islamic History Exclusive and donations from our, from our, some donors. And may Allah reward those who have donated. So if you can... If you can, I understand if you cannot, uh, if you can. So consider subscribing to Islamic History Exclusive through either Apple Podcasts or go to patreon.com slash Islamic History or through the Podbean app or through the Spotify app. For all of those, except for Patreon, for all of those options, just search for Islamic History Exclusive. And if you only want to do a one-time donation, you can do that at islamichistorypodcast.com slash donate. And with that... Let's go on with the story. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to season three of the Umayyad Caliphate presented by Islamic History Exclusive. This season, we are discussing the years 96 AH through 105 AH. This is episode 3-1 where we are recapping the Islamic Caliphate up to the year 96 AH, which roughly corresponds to 715 of the Common Era. So let's begin by a recap of the era of the righteous caliphs, the reign of Muawiyah ibn Abi Sufyan, and the period of Ibn Zubair. This part of the recap was covered in Islamic History Podcast Season 2 and Season 3, and also in our Ibn Zubair series available on Islamic History Exclusive. So we will begin with Abu Bakr when he became the leader of the Muslim world after the death of Prophet Muhammad wasallam. Together with Khalid ibn Walid, Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu defeated the rebels during the Riddha Wars, thereby reuniting most of Arabia under Islam. After the Riddha Wars or the Wars of Apostasy, Abu Bakr instructed Khalid ibn Walid radiallahu anhu to invade Persia. At about the same time, 
Abu Bakr also sends Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah to invade Syria. Abu Bakr died about two years after he became the caliph and he was succeeded by Omar ibn al-Khattab. During Omar's reign, the Persian Empire under the Sassanid dynasty was completely conquered by the Arab Muslim armies. Not long after the downfall of the Sassanid dynasty, the companion Amr ibn al-Aswar requested and received permission from Omar ibn al-Khattab to lead an invasion into Egypt. Not long after this, Omar was killed by a disgruntled Persian slave, and Omar is succeeded by Uthman ibn Affan from the Umayyad clan as the new caliph. The first six years of Uthman's reign were fairly peaceful, but then things turned bad in the final six years. Many people were upset with Uthman for various reasons. They accused him of many things, particularly nepotism. And eventually, a group of disgruntled men attacked Uthman in Medina, killing him and injuring his wife. However, many of Uthman's killers advocated for the Prophet's cousin, Ali ibn Abi Talib, to become the next caliph. Meanwhile, Muawiyah, who was the powerful governor of Damascus, Muawiyah ibn Abi Sufyan, he was also from the Umayyad clan, the same clan as Uthman ibn Affan, anhu. Muawiyah was suspicious of Ali, who, as we mentioned, was supported by many of Uthman's killers, and Muawiyah refused to pledge allegiance to Ali. Aisha, radiallahu anha, who was the widow of Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, was in Mecca on Hajj, when Uthman was murdered, and she also refused to give Ali the bayah, or the Pledge of Allegiance. Instead, Aisha anha organized a small force, which then marched on Basra, removed Ali's governor of Basra, and took over Basra. Ali ibn Abi Talib responded by leading an army to retake Basra, which led to the Battle of the Camel, the first civil war between Muslims. Ali was victorious, and he, after that, decided to move his capital to Kufa, which is also in Iraq, just like Basra is. Ali then began to prepare to battle Muawiyah in Syria, who still refused to give him his abayah, the Pledge of Allegiance. In addition to having to deal with Muawiyah, however, Ali ibn Abi Talib also had to deal with the Khawarij. The Khawarij were rebels who believed that all of the existing Muslim rulers at that time had gone astray and needed to be removed violently if necessary. After five years, the Khawarij finally managed to assassinate Ali ibn Abi Talib. With Ali gone, Muawiyah ibn Abi Sufyan made a deal with Ali's oldest son, Hassan ibn Ali, and Muawiyah claimed the caliphate, and he went on to subdue or make peace with Ali's remaining supporters. Whatever your dislikes about Muawiyah, and I understand a lot of people don't care for him too much, Muawiyah was nonetheless a strong and effective ruler, and he brought stability back to the Khilafat after five years of civil war. However, Muawiyah had his problems. One of them was that he appointed very brutal and ruthless governors over Iraq, which angered many of the, Shi the Shiites. And the Shiites at this time were the partisans of Ali. They were those who had supported Ali during his campaign for the, for the caliphate. Muawiyah also appointed his son Yazid as his successor, which effectively turned the caliphate into a monarchy, and it has been such ever since then. 
However, several prominent companions were still alive and they refused to acknowledge Muawiyah's son Yazid as caliph even after Muawiyah died. Now, just a reminder, Muawiyah ibn Abi Sufyan himself was a, was a uh, companion, even though he became a companion, he accepted Islam very late in the Prophet's life and after the Muslims had already conquered, conquered Mecca, but still, he was a companion. Yazid, however, was not. Yazid was born after the death of Prophet Muhammad wasallam, and he has certain character flaws which many people didn't care for. Anyway, two of the more prominent people who refused to accept uh, Yazid as a caliph were Abdullah ibn Zubair, who was the son of Zubair ibn Awam, one of the most prominent companions of Prophet Muhammad wasallam, and Hussein ibn Ali, who was the son of Ali ibn Abi Talib, who was not just a companion of the Prophet, he was also the Prophet's cousin, he was also a former caliph, and so Hussein ibn Ali, of course, had much support from the Shiites who were mostly based in Iraq. Hussein ibn Ali, at the time he was staying in Mecca, at the time that Yazid became the caliph, Hussein ibn Ali was staying in Mecca and he began to receive invitations from the tribal leaders in Kufa asking him to lead a rebellion against Yazid and the Umayyads. Hussein took the journey, he began a journey to Iraq from Mecca, taking several members of his family along with him. However, Yazid's governor of Kufa, a man named Obaidullah ibn Ziyad, intercepted Hussein and his small group on their way to Kufa, and this led to the very tragic Battle of Karbala, where Hussein ibn Ali, the grandson of Prophet Muhammad wasallam, and several members of his family were killed. Meanwhile, there is still one major holdout against Yazid for the caliphate, that was ibn Zubair, Ibn Zubair was also staying in Mecca and he was secretly preparing to rebel against Yazid as well, though he did not automatically come out and say so. He did not explicitly come out and say so. Nonetheless, Yazid ibn Muawiyah, Muawiyah's son, sent an army to first subdue the rebels in Medina. There were several companions and children of companions who refused to recognize Yazid in Medina as well. After they subdued Medina, they then went on to deal with Ibn Zubair and Mecca. Yazid's army from Syria put Mecca under siege. However, Yazid died in Damascus while his army was besieging Mecca and the campaign was called off. Yazid was succeeded by his sickly son, Muawiyah II, who became the next caliph. But Muawiyah II died soon after that and the caliphate was temporarily unoccupied. Ibn Zubair, down in Mecca, he took advantage and stepped into this vacuum, quickly sending his representatives to Medina, Egypt, and Iraq, trying to consolidate the caliphate, the uh, emerging Islamic caliphate under his rule. However, Ibn Zubair never fully established his authority in Syria, where the Umayyads were the strongest, where Muawiyah had ruled and reigned for so long. He was never able to really establish his authority in Syria, and this allowed the Umayyads to stage a comeback. The Umayyads selected a man named Marwan ibn al-Hakam, who was Uthman ibn Affan's former secretary, remember Uthman was the one who was murdered by those who were disgruntled for his, by his rulership and which started the whole, all the problems in the first place. Anyway, Marwan ibn al-Hakam became the new Umayyad caliph and leader. 
Meanwhile, Ibn Zubair was having trouble getting Iraq under control. Ali had trouble getting Iraq under control. Ibn Zubair had trouble getting Iraq under control. The Umayyads always had trouble keeping Iraq under control. The British, the Ottomans, the Americans, everybody have, have problems with Iraq, trying to keep Iraq under control. Shout out to my Iraqi friends. I'm not trying to, to make fun of you or anything. I'm just showing you how the people of Iraq are not easily subdued. Anyway, the loyalties of the people of Kufa were divided. Some of them were for Ibn Zubair. Some of them supported the Umayyads. Some of them supported the Shiites, that is those who, who were partisans or who supported Ali. And some of them were Kharijites who didn't like any of them and wanted to bring the whole thing down. Well, the Shiites of Kufa united under a man named Mukhtar ibn Ubaid. Mukhtar ibn Ubaid led a rebellion against Ibn Zubair's authority in Iraq and eventually wound up capturing Kufa. Mukhtar also fought against the Umayyads and he was able to get revenge on many of the people who had, who had turned against uh, Hussein ibn Ali and who had participated in the Battle of Karbala. He led a purge, a violent purge of those people who had fought against or had been involved in Karbala for the Umayyads. Ibn Zubair sent his brother Musab to deal with Mukhtar and his, and his Shiite forces in Iraq. Musab ibn Zubair eventually defeated Mukhtar and destroyed most of his army. Meanwhile, Marwan ibn Hakam, the Umayyad leader and caliph, he died and his son Abdul Malik ibn Marwan became the new Umayyad caliph. Abdul Malik led an army to invade Iraq. He fought Musab ibn Zubair in Kufa, defeated Musab at the Battle of Maskin in 72 AH, and now the Umayyads had control of Iraq. Abdul Malik then sent his general, Hajjaj ibn Yusuf, to lay siege to ibn Zubair in Mecca in that same year. Ibn Zubair was eventually defeated and killed, and the Muslim world was again united under Umayyad authority through the new caliph, Abdul Malik ibn Marwan.